Welcome to the ENA Podcast. This is Dave Campana, and this is the ENA Podcast coming to you live from Denver in the Colorado Convention Center. It's the second day of emergency nursing 2022. And in case you forgot, we are together again. And that means we're in the hallways. We're watching people traveling back and forth from all of the sessions that have been going on throughout the weekend. Today, or this episode at least, we're gonna talk to a couple of people who are really passionate around triage and the future of triage and some folks that you probably have heard of, you probably know a little bit about them in a couple different ways but it's about MedNition and ENA and their relationship and where things are at and really what MedNition's been talking about here in the Experience Hall. So I'm gonna welcome MedNition CEO and co-founder, Stephen Riley and Dina Brescher, the MedNition patient care lead and the 2014 ENA president. Stephen, Dina, welcome to the ENA podcast. Welcome, Dan. Thanks, Thanks. great Thanks, to be Dan. here. So it's been about three years since ENA and MedNition first teamed up, I guess you could say, and. Um, I'm sure nothing has happened in the last three years, Stephen, that you couldn't spend days talking about. But um, just a little bit about what, you know, in your world, you live and breathe this, but a little bit about MedNition and Kate, remind folks about that and really where things are at today, you know, three years after ENA and MedNition got together on really improving triage for nurses. Thanks, Dan, and very excited to uh, be sharing with you all today. Um, the last three years has been uh, exciting, I think, for all of us. Um, certainly the partnership with ENA has been very important, and uh, we've only furthered you know, uh, what we've been able to do with Kate, and again, for everyone, uh, Kate is an AI, Kate is an AI uh, software tool that supports nurses in triage, helping them put patients on the best possible pathway right from the start. Um, Kate is by nurses for nurses, and that's really important for us, and we spent years in research with uh, nurses to come up with Kate. And over the last three years, we're excited to say that we've gone from one site, our initial site, where Dee and I first implemented Kate, December 18th, 19th, Dina, what was it? And, yep, December 18th, 19th, uh, 2019. 2019. Um, and um, 2018, wow. <laughs> December 18th, 2018. 2018, where we stood outside the ED and said, wow, after all those years of research, our, our child's gone off to kindergarten. Now what do we do? <laughs> And, um, but we did it for all of the right reasons. Obviously, the story that you all may know is that, you know, Kate um, uh, was my daughter. We had an unfortunate event in an emergency room. Didn't go for plan. She's fine now. But out of that came the desire to provide nurses with the best possible support so that they can care for the patients in front of them yep. while that patient's in front of them. And so in the last three years, what we've been able to do is expand Kate's reach. We're now in t- live in 20 emergency departments. We're working on two more implementations as we speak, and we've got some implementations scheduled for the first quarter of the year. And we also um, were able to help nurses detect sepsis at triage, um, which is something while, uh, while everyone was working on the front lines, doing the best they could in these crazy circumstances to take care of patients, um, we went back to our, our development roots and really tried to help work on sepsis recognition, which is now live in all of the ADs that Kate is in. Triage in general, it's always important, but with staffing issues and all the things that have always existed around boarding and just throughput and all those things, triage, is it, you know, 
even more important right now to get it right and do it fast so that you're getting people where they need to be and you keep things moving? I mean, yeah. Could Abs it get any more important now? Yes, I hope not. Um, but triage, you know, the idea of getting the right patient to the right place at the right time is really what triage is all about. When you have sicker patients and you have fewer nurses and the nurses that you do have have less experience, and oh, by the way, you're holding, you have a 100-bed emergency department and you're holding 90 patients for admission, so you're really working out of 10 beds, identifying those high-risk patients and getting them to the provider as quickly and safely as possible is even more important because I don't have the space to, to, to make that mistake or if I do put a less acute patient in a bed because I under-triaged them or I over-triaged them, then that's taking that space from, from someone else. Um, so it's, it's really important to get it right from the start. And, and just to, to piggyback on that, Stephen, with Kate, it's guiding, it's helping, it's not replacing the nurse, it's doing its best to improve the decision-making process, right? Correct, correct. So Kate is a tool, a support tool. Um, obviously the nurse always has the final say, and we're there to let the nurse know when he or she needs to know something that could be clinically significant, and then so she can respond or reassess, or he can respond or reassess. Um, as Dina said, it's never been more important than now when you have all of these um, impacts on the front end of a hospital. That combined with the two years of COVID, the financial constraints, um, it's really important to make the investments in nursing and to put the patient on the right path right from the start because it impacts everything downstream from that point. The Experience Hall during Emergency Nursing 2022 and all of our annual conferences is always busy. There's always traffic. What's been going on at the Medician booth? What are, what are you talking about with people? What are you hearing from attendees when they want to talk about triage? Or maybe they know a little bit about Kate and they want to ask you about what's going on with it or how they can improve something through what, you, what you're offering. So um, I, I would say that this, um, this ENA has been by far um, the best for us. And what I mean by best is that we have had the most genuine uh, conversations with systems of all types, um, from rural to large urban, um, about the challenges that they're having. And the challenges that, that Dina laid out are, are universal. Um, th there's nothing unique about um, any, any, of, any of the conversations we've had, but we've had so many. And then there's the openness to share them, but also to say, hey, we now need to do something. We can't rely on how we've done things in the past. And that it seems that you know, from an administrative standpoint, you know, everyone's now looking to make those investments up front and help nursing um, in triage, which is fantastic from our standpoint. That's why we're doing everything that we're doing. Because triage is, as we talked about, it's as, as important as anything else that's going on. Dina, you've presented already here in Denver on triage. I understand that it was a, a standing room crowd. Uh, talk a little bit about what you were sharing in that presentation and, and also what kind of feedback you got from people who attended your session. Yeah, it was standing room only, which having not spoken in front of a live crowd um, for a couple years, that one, having it, that many people there was like, wow. But that just goes to show how important the topic is. I was talking about triage education and trying to use the data that we see, the opportunities that we see in, in the data from all of these hospitals to be able to accelerate triage competency. So how do we use triage education to be able to have nurses be more comfortable and more accurate. And so by focusing on the, the large gaps, and this is really where the ENA partnership comes in, we know that um, women who come in who are, uh, have, are pregnant or immediate postpartum who have hypertension, we miss that 
Um, we under triage those patients about 80% of the time. And so to be able to understand that data and then let the world of emergency nursing know that, hey, if we can close these gaps, if we can close the gaps in the most under triage patient population, then we can make a huge impact in patient safety. Kate's a tool to do that, right? Kate has the nurses back. Um, and so to, if I made that mistake in that assigning that acuity in that patient with possible preeclampsia, Kate's gonna remind me in the moment that there's an opportunity um, to, to make that change. But we really need to look to the data to drive what we're talking about so that we can um, accelerate that competency and make sure that the nurses have what they need when they're out um, making these decisions for the patients. So bringing the nurses along is a big part of it, but certainly they have bosses and there are other leaders that need to start to understand these things. Mm -hmm. And sometimes nurses don't feel like their voice is heard when they're saying, this is what the problem is, but there's also the solution. How do you address sort of the gap in knowledge for a leader and getting them to see a little bit of the benefit in the practical use of Kate or any, any tool like that? Yeah, so, you know, we, we have the opportunity for the in the moment to support the nurse, um, but what we get while we do that is the data to drive where the opportunities are, to drive the improvement, to be able to um, decrease the amount of time a nurse leader is trying to identify where a gap is um, and increase the amount of time they have to actually address the gap. So to, to look at education, um, to know that your team is doing very well with patients with chest pain means I don't need to spend any time this year teaching about chest pain. But if I know the gap is with altered mental status, that's where I can focus and, and be targeted with the education. So in the days where I used to sit down as an ED director or as a clinical nurse specialist and say, what should we educate about this year? And then we're still getting the same results over and over and over again because we're not actually addressing where the true gaps are. We provide the um, nursing leaders with the data to be able to know exactly where their gaps are, know who their high performers are, know who are the nurses that need a little bit more support and what type of support they need so that they can continue to, to elevate and um, accelerate that learning um, without having to wonder and spend countless hours manually auditing charts in order to find an issue that, that needed to be addressed. Stephen, Dean has talked about all the ways that the nurse can make the case, the leader can make the case, but ultimately the other part of the equation is who's going to sign off on this and you know the C-suite and from your standpoint, how do you help build that case that whether you've got cost considerations or there are other obstacles that may be perceived that there's an ultimate greater benefit to something like this being implemented from the patient care side, but all the way through the continuum of things that concern any leader in a hospital setting. Um, so starting the patient out right from the start is good business. And um, we understand like what everyone's going through. We talk, we're in, in conversations with many, many large systems. and. Where at a single site, it's very challenging. You know, when the RN director is actually pulling night shift, how do I even support my existing team? Let alone seeing that across a region or an entire system. How well are we doing? What should, how should we be supporting our nurses? Um, and so what we've done as a company, we've made an investment um, in a new analytic capabilities to push that out to make it easier to see insight across all our patients, across all presentations, across all our staff, all sites, and making it so that sort of at a glance, um, 
I can understand what's going on. And then the nurses, you know, on the floor, you know, leadership, all going all the way up to site or regional CNO, can share that information very easily and understand what's going on. Because no one has the time now to manually, you know, collate or abstract reports right. anymore. Um, we're down 10 to 20 percent of our of our staff, and we're barely holding on. So uh, we decided that we needed to help nurses more by providing this capability to them. Communicating a problem is always a big thing, but yeah. you're talking about communicating solutions in a different way, and yeah. data and analytics certainly yeah. can be uh, encapsulate things a lot differently and a lot more succinctly in a lot of ways, so people get to maybe their decisions and their solutions a little bit faster. Correct. Yeah, make that e make it easy for them, provide them the insight, um, and then help them share that uh, amongst their now leaner management team. It sounds like there's been a lot of exciting changes and things that have gone on over the last three years, and we thought this was the perfect opportunity coming back to an in-person opportunity to, um, you know, be out on the floor as you guys have been to to talk and meet with people, and uh, also sort of kind of bookend where things started not too long ago. I mean, it was a lot long. It was a long time ago, three years ago. It feels longer than just three years, but uh, certainly a lot has happened there. So. Uh, Stephen Riley and Dina Brusher, I appreciate you spending some time stopping by in uh, what was a, a, a sometimes noisy lobby here uh, in the Colorado Convention Center, but it uh, means people are alive here yep. and, and having a good time. So I appreciate you being a part of the podcast today. Thanks for uh, sharing the story, and we look forward to chatting many, many more times in the future. Thank you, Dan. You can find more about Kate and Mednition at mednition.com. And of course, you can find out more about all of the triage information that ENA has at ena.org slash enau and just click on triage. So that'll do it for uh, this latest episode from Denver of the ENA podcast. And we hope you'll tune in for the next live episode. We got one more left before we're done here in Denver. And uh, we hope you'll join us for that one as well. Till then, I'm Dan Campana. We'll talk to you soon.